Good morning, and welcome to On Target, a radio ministry of Village Bible Church in Hot Springs Village. We are located near the Coronado Center at 100 Ponderosa Way. Our Sunday morning service starts at 9.15 a.m. We hope you will enjoy and benefit from the sermon you will hear this morning. Now sit back and relax as you listen to a message by Senior Pastor Dr. Jason Lancaster. I know there's a lot going on right now in our world and your lives, and this is kind of not normal the way we're doing things, but we still need the Word of God. I want to explain to you specifically why I need the Word this morning. I grew up in Dallas, Texas, in a place called Pleasant Grove. I used to play outside all the time with the neighborhood kids. My best friend was a a boy named Anthony. I also played with a boy named Alvin and J.R., and Terry, and Tom. But there's one kid we would play with that I didn't like so much. His name was Pokey. Pokey was a mean kid. He was a bully. And one time, Pokey lost his watch, and he blamed us, and he said that we had to give him money to pay for his watch, and if we didn't pay him, he was going to beat us up. He'd come around each day looking for money. And one day, he came up to me, and he said, give me money for my watch. I said, I'm not going to give you any money. And then he punched me in the throat. And I started to cry. And then I gave him money. (laughs) He was a person who would just dominate and control us so that we would do what he wanted us to do. And as I, I went through life, I started to notice that there were a lot of pokies in my life. They were sometimes friends. A lot of pokies in church. Sometimes they were family members. What really shocked me the most is that I noticed there was this one particular guy who really tried to control things in life and manipulate things, and he was mean. And and this one guy that did this over and over again really bothered me because this one guy was me. We were all like that from time to time. We want control. We want things to work out for us. And sometimes we'll hurt other people, manipulate other people to get what we want and we don't care who gets hurt. And there's a technical word for this. Many have called this kind of living incurvature. Incurvature. It's when your heart turns in on itself and it makes you the center of reality. And one author has described this incurvature of the way you treat others. Maybe other people are just there for your own enjoyment in life, so you manipulate them. Or maybe other people are obstacles in your enjoyment of life, so you get angry at them. And maybe this is how you've always operated, from manipulation to getting angry at others. Am I describing anybody right now? Manipulation to getting angry with others, but now you're a believer. And if you're a follower of Jesus Christ, you realize that this way of living is ugly. And you don't want to live your life pushing your way through, manipulating others, getting angry at others. You realize you can't continue to live your life curving in on yourself. So there is another way. And I'm going to tell you the other way. The other way is the way of Jesus. It is the way of the cross. It is the way of not going up, but the way of going down. 
And it's the way we're going to look at this morning. It's a way of humility and a downward trajectory. And I'm going to say it over and over again, but the way of life leads downward. Augustine in the 5th century said there are three things that are essential to grasp about the truth of God. Three things. Here we are, the three things. You can write them down if you want. The first part about God is humility. The second is humility. And the third part is humility. And this morning, we're going to see this humility in this famous passage in the book of Philippians. If you want to look at Philippians again, we pick it up in chapter 2. And Paul is still in jail. And he's addressing the Philippian church. And if you notice, we've been studying chapter 2. This church has tension. This church has conflict. This church has problems with one another. But rather than pushing ahead and manipulating, what did Paul tell us a couple weeks ago? He said that we need to consider others more important than ourselves. Rather than looking out for number one, we're to make it a point to exalt others, to lift them up, to care for them instead of ourselves. And now he's going to point to the ultimate model, Jesus Christ. So we're, here's the deal. We're going to talk about Jesus, and we're to have the same mindset as Jesus. So the three things we're going to consider about Jesus this morning that we're supposed to have is his mindset. We're going to look at the humility of Jesus, and we're going to look at the exaltation of Jesus. And as we follow Christ, we're to have the same mind as Christ. We're to humble ourselves, and in God's time, he will exalt us. Are you ready to do this? Keep your Bibles open. Let's do it. First, let's look at the mindset. Philippians 2, verse 5. Have this attitude in yourselves, which was also in Christ Jesus. Once again, the context is serving one another. The mindset and outlook attitude is supposed to be the same which was in Christ Jesus. You are called to think like Jesus. Jesus gave up his rights, his advantages, his prestige to come down to rescue us from sin. And the way he went about this is worthy of our invitation. It is an incarnational attitude that stoops low to serve. Once again, the way of life leads downward. When I was also young, living in Pleasant Grove in Dallas, uh, something would happen once a year. There would be this dump truck that had a huge pile of dirt that would come to our house and dump it. I have no idea. My parents thought this was a great idea. Huge pile of dirt, and I hated it. Because the goal is to spread the dirt all over the lawn. Somehow that's going to make it grow. And so I has, oh, here comes the dump truck again with a lot of dirt. i got to spread for the next four or five weeks. But... There was one thing that we got to do before we did the spreading, and it's something, a game I got to play with my friends called King of the Hill, where the goal is to stay on top of the hill. If anybody else tries to get up there, you try to knock them down. If anybody is at the top of the hill, you try to pull them down because you want to be the king of the hill. Now, make the connection, the imagery translate well. Think about this. Jesus was the king of the hill, right? Exalted king in heaven. And the king willingly came down, get this, the king willingly came down to pull you up. That's supposed to be your mindset, that you are willingly coming down, stooping to serve others and to bring them up. 
When I think about many of you, I mean, I hope I don't embarrass you right now, but a lot of you are my heroes. I know it sounds kind of weird, but a lot of you live this Christ-like of serving others. I see the way you serve others. Uh, Friday night, Friday night, I went to go see a guy in our church, and he's probably watching right now on Facebook Live. I'm not going to tell you his name, but I don't want to embarrass him. Friday night, I'm talking to this guy in our church. He's in his 80s, and he's caring for not just one person, not just two, not just three, but four people in this house. He's caring for them physically, emotionally, financially. And he said to me, I never thought I would be at this point in my life doing this. And I just want to tell him right now, look, you are worthy of imitation, brother. You are following Jesus at your house right now. Maybe a lot of chaos, probably is, it's probably loud right now. Brother, I just want to tell you, you're doing the mind of Christ. You're living it out. And in a small way, I could say you're, you're somebody I want to follow. You're someone I want to imitate. That's someone we want to hold up that's serving others, no matter how hard it gets where he is stooping low to bring others up. So that's the mindset. Now let's look at the humility. Verse 6. Who, although he existed in the form of God, did not regard equality with God a thing to be grasped. Okay, this is a very controversial passage now, so get your controversy on here. Jesus is God. He says here, he existed in the form of God. That is to say that Jesus has all the attributes of God because Jesus is indeed God. He is the Son of God who was in heaven, and he was in heaven and he had dominion and control over all created order, and he had angels all around him all the time. He is God and has preexisted forever. But if you notice in verse 6, it says, but he did not regard equality with God a thing to be grasped. Jesus being God did not see it as something to take advantage of or selfishly cling to. He did not clutch or grasp or hold on to the blessings and rights of divinity. He willingly served with an open hand. It's been said of Jesus that he wasn't a grasper, but a giver. Verse 7, but emptied himself, taking the form of a bondservant and being made in the likeness of man. Jesus emptied himself, or another translation says he made himself of no reputation. Jesus did not stop becoming God at all when he became a man, but he gave up the right to take advantage of his position. Now try to understand this. A.W. Tozer said that Jesus veiled his deity, but did not void his deity. He became a human, a bondservant. He did not exploit his privilege of deity, but became a slave, a servant. Once again, Jesus did not stop becoming God when he became a man. When Jesus was on this earth, I'm going to blow your mind, okay? You ready for this? When Jesus was on this earth, he did not have a halo around him. You ever see those pictures? Wrong. And yet, Jesus is the great God-man. If you looked at him, you would see a man, but that is the great God-man. He took on flesh. He was made in the likeness of man. 
And get this, why is Paul telling us this? Because this is to be your mentality. You're not to be a, a grasper, to hold on to your privileges and your rights, but you're to be a giver, open hand, to serve others, not to grasp and say, no, I want my way and I want it now. Say, no, okay, I'm here to serve you. That is having the mentality of Jesus Christ. And you may say, whoa, 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 whoa. If I open my hands and I'm going to start serving others, then guess what? People will probably take advantage of me. People will probably use me. And people will probably hurt me. And I don't want any of that to happen to me. Oh, by the way, what happened to Jesus when he did that? Well, let's see what happened to him. Verse 8. Being found in appearance as a man. Oh, here it is. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Well, the results of Jesus giving up his rights and humbling himself, well, got him killed and nailed to a cross. But he voluntarily chose this route by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. When you see Jesus, like on Good Friday, you think maybe about the cross a lot. When you see Jesus, don't feel sorry for Jesus. Jesus was no victim. Jesus chose this path. He chose to serve. Remember what it says in the Gospels in Mark 10.45, for even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Jesus intentionally entered into this downward trajectory. I mean, just think about how low he went. He took on the form of man, great God-man, and then he humbled himself even further to death, and then he humbled himself even further to death on the cross, and he did this intentionally. Oh, why would he do that? Oh, he did that for you, to save you from your sin, to bear the wrath of God in your place. He was buried and raised on three, three days later. Now through faith you can be forgiven. He stooped low to save you. He was crucified to bring you and reconcile you to the Father. His humility was about drawing you to Himself. And now, you are called to imitate His humility. And you say, well, but, but stuff may happen to me. Yeah, stuff's probably going to happen to you. You know, here's three things that are probably going to happen to you if you stoop low to serve others. One thing is, you're probably going to give up control. The lower you go in serving others, the less and less control you have. Any of you ever been a caretaker? Know what I'm talking about? Yeah, the more and more you go, lower and lower in serving others, the less and less control you have. And maybe in serving others, uh, maybe someone will take advantage of you. Probably. Or maybe someone may see you serving and somehow they may ruin your reputation. Maybe. But you are called to imitate Christ and to follow Him and to go low. And you may be serving someone right now and you may say to yourself, I just can't do it anymore. I just, I, there's nothing in me I can't do it anymore. And I just want to tell you this. I, I love you. I want to encourage you. I want to tell you, you can always go lower. You say, no, 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 I can't go lower. Yeah, you can always go lower because you can never go as low as Christ. And I want to tell you, when you start stooping low and low and low, I want to guess who's there? That's where Jesus is. You can always go lower in serving others because that is where Christ is to empower you, to give you grace, and to give you mercy. And you may think, there is, God would never give me more than I can bear. Oh, not true. You want to read some of the Bible stories? 
You think those guys and the girls could handle the stuff God gave them? Oh no, they couldn't. But why did God give it to them? To show them they couldn't do it without him. So if you're at a point right now, say, guys, I can give you more. I can't handle it. I'm going to get out of here. I can't, I can't do this anymore. Well, you, you probably can't. That's the point. To not rely on yourself, but to rely on him and him alone. So if you feel like you can't go lower, I'm going to tell you, there is no bottom. And when you find the bottom, Jesus is there. You can go low and serve others no matter what's going on. But there comes to this point of exaltation. It's not just about going low. It's also about being exalted. Let's look at some of the encouraging word here. Verses 9 through 11. For this reason also God highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name which is above every name. So that the name of Jesus, every knee will bow of those who are in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and that every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. This is really good. And guys, hang with me here. Jesus came from glory, and he goes back to glory in perfect fellowship with the Father. And he has this unbelievable exaltation. Let's just call it the ultimate exaltation, where it says there that he is highly exalted. And now he has the name which is above every name. What, what is that name? He's the name above which is every name. Well, many people think the name that is a reference to is the reference to Lord. It's the name Lord. It's not that Jesus wasn't Lord before. He was Lord before, but now he's Lord in the sense of victory over sin, death, and Satan, which shows the complete fulfillment of God's plan. So before the cross and resurrection, the enemies had not been defeated, but now they are defeated, and he is exalted to the highest place possible as Lord. He now rules and reigns over all, and this means that every single person will bow and confess that Jesus is Lord. Every single person in every location will proclaim his lordship. All those in heaven, on earth, under the earth, as in hell, angels, demons, believers, and even the damned will confess that Jesus is Lord. Many will do it willingly. A lot will do it unwillingly and in agony. But we as believers proclaim now and forevermore that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Exaltation, following humility, applies to us as well. Exaltation, following humility, applies to us as well. He who humbles himself will be exalted. Stephen Lawson puts it like this. He says, the point is that no one ever truly humbles themselves before God without being exalted by God whether in this life or the life to come. As you humble yourself, you will be exalted, perhaps in this life, but for sure in the life to come. The key to understanding this exaltation that is that it's going to happen in God's time. I don't know if you've ever served before. You say, okay, God, I've been serving this person for about, I don't know, six weeks, six months now. I'm ready for my exaltation. <laughs> I'm ready for my breakthrough. It may happen on this life or the life to come. I know some of you are in a challenging marriage and you've been humbling yourself to serve. And maybe, maybe your marriage will turn around. For those of you who still work and you have a difficult time in your work and you, just, you don't manipulate others, you don't push ahead, maybe, maybe you'll get more responsibility. Maybe, maybe you'll get a promotion. 
Maybe if you endure long enough with a difficult kid, maybe you have a difficult uh, adult child that you pray for, that you help from time to time, maybe that child will turn their life around. Maybe. Maybe these things will happen on this earth. But even if none of those happen on this earth, you will be rewarded and exalted when you're with the Lord. He will give you the well-done, good and faithful servant And that's going to be aimed at you and your efforts. And I just want you to know this. Your efforts to serve others are not wasted. Your efforts to serve others are not wasted. God sees the well done is aimed at you now and the well done will be aimed at you for eternity. We had a memorial service in here on Friday and LeVan was standing right here and he was speaking. And he was speaking... Uh, to the to the surviving husband, and he's here this morning. I'm not going to say any names, but the surviving husband is here this morning. But Levan was speaking to him, and um, he took care of his wife faithfully for many years when she was sick. And I don't know if any, any of you caught what Levan said, but Levan was basically saying, "Good job, well done," and that that really was very emotional for me. Like, wow. For years, he's caring for his, his wife and loving his wife. And just to hear, good job, well done. And thinking, well, that's what we're going to hear from our Father in heaven one day as we care for one another, serve one another. Good job, well done. Now, I just want to leave you with two thoughts. So just see if you can grasp these two thoughts. Maybe you forgot everything I said, but I'm going to leave you with two thoughts. I don't have any slides or anything for these, but... The first thought is this. I am terrible at loving and serving others. You can write that down. The pastor is terrible at loving and serving others. And I want to grow, right? You know, I preach about it. I read books on it. I've gone to counseling on how to be better at loving and serving others, but I, but I still fall short. I need forgiveness. I need grace. I need to humble myself. I need to find forgiveness. And if I'm going to get better in loving and serving others, here's what I need to do. I need to go lower and lower into the love of Christ. I need to go lower and lower into the grace of Christ. I need to go lower and lower in the forgiveness of Christ if I'm going to get better at serving others. It's not like I need to go higher. I need to go lower in order to go higher. Let me put it to you this way. There was once this 100-story building that was being built, the skyscraper. And when the skyscraper was being built, they had to dig five floors down into the ground in order to go 100 floors up. And here's the moral. The higher the building would rise, the deeper the hole must go for the foundation. So the higher the building, the deeper the hole meaning we must go deeper into the love and forgiveness of Jesus in order to rise up in love. I fail, I'm weak, I'm selfish, but if I humble myself in repentance and dependence upon Jesus, I can go low in order to go high. And the second point I want to share, I think I have a slide for it. It's in Warren Wiersbe, if you want to put this quote up. He says, I cannot keep my privileges for myself I must use them for others. And to do this, I will gladly lay them aside and pay whatever price is necessary. 
which is basically saying you can always go lower in serving others. You can always go lower in serving others. And one of the ways that you can do this is that you can enter into their problems. When people want to tell you bad news or tell you their problems, you can get to a point where you say, you know what? All right, tell me your problems. I'll enter in with you. Whatever you want to say, tell me your problems. I'll go with you there. I'll suffer with you there. I'll pray with you there. I'll go with you there. My brothers and sisters, we can't fix other people's problems, but we can go with them there. We can serve them and go low. If you're having a difficult time with someone right now and serving them, just know this. The lower you go, Christ is there for grace and mercy and peace and power to serve. In order to go high in love, you go low in grace more and more and more. And Christ will meet us. Christ will empower us. And in his due time, he will exalt us. Let's pray. Father, you're so good. You're so kind. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for stooping low to serve us. And I just ask, by the power that you give, that you enable us to persevere. Thank you for enduring and serving us and going low to serve us. Please enable us to do that for others, especially those who are difficult and looking to you for the well done. Thank you for your forgiveness for us and the empowerment to serve. Help us to go low in order to love high and to bring you the most glory. In Jesus' name, amen. We hope you enjoyed this message. It was preached recently at Village Bible Church. You can hear this message or let others know about it by visiting our website at vbchsv.org or call us at 922-0404. Meanwhile, have a blessed day as you walk along the way, guided by God's Word.